Welcome to Tee It Up Talk, real, relevant, and applicable conversations about today's hot topics and more. Excited for this episode, we're going to have an opportunity to close out Black History Month speaking with uh, three young African-American authors of an awesome book, Hope in Him. It's a great devotional that I'm currently reading, and I look forward to sharing this conversation with you guys here today. Thank you. And have a great one. Good evening and welcome to Tee It Up Talk. Uh, I'm excited to have a group of gentlemen here that are absolutely amazing. They have this wonderful, wonderful uh, new book. It's a devotional uh, entitled Hope in Him. Uh, it's a must read, please. Uh, after we discuss it, definitely check it out. You can download it digitally or you can order a copy and I'll uh, ship it your way. But Without further ado, I want to jump in. Uh, we have with us uh, Minister uh, Ralph Wilson, Jr. We have uh, Minister Victor L. Small and my man, the principal himself, Lorenzo Johnson. So we have we have the trio here. And um, definitely, you guys, uh, Ralph, we'll start with you. Just give us a little background of who you are. Um, kind of talk to us a little bit about the history of um, kind of your thoughts going into the book. And then we'll move over. We'll go to Lorenzo and then Victor as well. Uh, well, again, he just thank you for the opportunity to just come on your show. Um, you know, I've been I've been uh, pastoring youth, youth and young adults uh, for the past 12, 13 years now. Um, and so, um, you know, it's been it's been a passion of mine. A lot of it has a lot of how I kind of lead uh, when it comes specifically to the youth and young adults has been based off of just past experiences growing up in the church and around the church. Um, just some of the mistakes that were made and some of the things that I felt like I needed in order to grow my own relationship uh, with Christ. Um, I was very engaged in, in ministry uh, growing up. But then, you know, when you uh, are going into high school, being an athlete, trying to uh, be one of the cool kids and hang out with the boys, there was always this struggle, this internal struggle that I had. And so not having that, that, that youth leader that, uh, that, uh, could understand what I was going through, my experience at the time, I struggled. And so as I um, lead young people and, and even now, you know, pastoring um, our, our own ministry, I always revert back to that and just ensuring that, um, that I'm empathetic to um, what different folks and, and, you know, what different folks are going through. And so as we, you know, as we were thinking about this book and writing this book, um, it's really coming from a perspective of we understand because uh, you know, like uh, you know, Victor. I know he's he's kind of led the led youth, uh, worked with youth. Lorenzo has also helped me um, in the past in, in working with the youth, but he also has two uh, college age boys right now, and so being intimately engaged in the challenges that these young people, uh, these young adults are experiencing right now has has really assisted us in writing something that um, speaks to their now, speaks to the season that they're in, the challenges that they are facing. But it's not just, I know we market the book to uh, the young adults, but really it's for anybody. We all, okay. though, though we, we, you know, we may be older, you know, 40, 50, whatever the case may be, if you look at the root of the issue, it's all the same. And so the book is really geared to anybody. And so um, it's really that focus of um, diving in and meeting specific needs and speaking to what folks are going through right now on, on any given day, speaking specifically to that and encouraging them um, in that uh, is really what the focus of the book has been about. Awesome, awesome, good stuff. And Lorenzo, definitely want to pivot to you. Um, you know, I have a daughter who's uh, in college, one that will be graduating high school this year, heading that way. Uh, definitely just by taking a look at the book, uh, at the devotional, definitely I'll get her a copy. She's an avid reader, so that's I'm good. sure she'll give you guys some uh, some some good feedback because uh, that, that's definitely her thing. But uh, with you having uh, your children uh, in, in college, you know, what with the premise, did you think that that kind of helped you um, kind of, come up with some thoughts around uh you know centering this book um for those young adults or you know yeah, most definitely um when i look at you know hoping him a lot of those 
passages and a lot of the, the different, um, you know, stories come as a result of text messages or emails that I would, you know, email my sons. And I know they probably, you know, when they get them, they're like, oh, gosh, we don't want to read these things. But, you know, sometimes when I wake up in the morning, they're on my mind. So I want to give them an inspirational word. I want to give them something that will help them throughout the day, because unfortunately, that's something I didn't have. And it's not that, you know, my parents, you know, you know, didn't raise me. Right. It's just, you know, I, I think during those time periods, it was just like, you know, you're in college, you're on your own, you make mm -hmm. the right decisions. But I think um, especially as a high school administrator, these students need guidance, you know, mm -hmm. as much guidance as possible. And they need to hear our story. You know, they're out there on Instagram, Twitter. And they're looking at everybody else's story, everybody else's feed line. However, what they're getting is just like a carnal perspective. So they don't have re anything really tangible or spiritual to hold on to. And so just in looking at, you know, my sons and the things that they were going through, I'm just like, wow, you know, how did I deal with that? But a lot of it was kind of suppressed, you know, and so it's, it's not good to suppress things because they're going to come up. They are going yep. to surface, if not the next year, or a couple of years later. So just looking at them and looking at all the, the high school students and saying, hey, you know, what can we put together that's really going to be beneficial and impactful? And, you know, I know a lot of people talk about, you know, 2020 and COVID. Um, but it, I think for us, it was a time of self-reflection and we were able to get this project out in a time period where people were willing to listen because all mm -hmm. before 2020, man, nobody wasn't going to pick up a book to read. Right. You know, but right. now, since everybody's home and and a lot of people are panicking and fearful, there's hope. And so we're giving you some hopeful inspiration in him. And then as you read, you'll find more about who him is. You know, he's Jesus Christ. You know, he's, he's our Lord. And he, he provides us with hope. So I think this was very beneficial during this time period um, as well in our country. Got you. And, then, and Victor, I know you, uh, having led, you know, youth, particularly um, within the church setting and outside, I'm sure, um, you've probably seen, heard, and, you know, any and everything. And, you know, uh, a lot of times, particularly now, our youth and young adults, they're, they're grabbing, uh, I think Ralph was saying that they're grabbing and Lorenzo onto something, mm -hmm. whatever they can see, whatever they can get their hands on quickly. That's kind of what's leading them. And, and, and they, they're looking for hope, especially now, uh, you know, I hear about a lot of kids who, um, you know, teens as, as well as young adults are, they're at home. Everything is online. Um, they don't have that interaction, that yeah. access. So they're looking for hope, you know, um, how can they find that within this uh, hope in him? That's a very good question. Um, I believe out of all of the three authors, I'm, I'm probably the one that's most edgy. And I believe that this book is designed to meet young people right where they are. Um, just look at what this, this generation has experienced. They've experienced uh, the economic collapse. They're, they've experienced the good things like Barack Obama, but now they're experiencing COVID-19. They're experiencing recession. So when you look at this generation's millennials, they're experiencing a lot of hopelessness. So. In, in kind, they're looking and they're stretching. If you can't find hope within yourself, you're gonna look, look for hope outside of yourself. So what this book is designed to do is to create a bridge, of, a bridge of tools. So you have the word of God, you have your mentors, you have your peers, and then you have a book that actually speaks to you at your level and at, your, at, at the surface of what you're dealing with on an everyday level. One of my favorite uh, um, days in the book is day 30 and it talks about God, I'm angry. How many of us have found ourselves being angry about our situations, angry about our circumstances, angry at people who should be something to us, but they failed us. And so mm -hmm. what it does is it gives a platform for people to be able to be themselves in their pursuit of seeking God right in their generational uh, uh, generational uh, things that they're dealing with. Um, so I, I just believe that God has ordained this book for such a time as now. I believe that this book uh, gives insight but it also gives an element of grace. I don't know about you, but I grew up in a, in a generation where everything was written by rules and regulations. This is our yep. standard. This is how we do things. But this generation, I believe, is so unique because they're having to create so much of their normacy that they need something to be able to speak to grace in their life. That, hey, mm -hmm. you have an opportunity to mess up, but you also have an opportunity to get it right. And here's a tool to help you to do it. So I believe this book serves as a great tool in the arsenal of just becoming. And, and I'm hoping that uh, um, not only young people, but anybody, any given day, pick it up. It's not a hard read. It's mm -hmm. quick. It's not going to compete with your classes. It's not going to compete with your projects at work, but pick it up. Because I believe if you read it, you'll invest in a part of yourself that say, man, I never thought about it like that, but I'm glad I sure had a source to point me to it. 
Awesome. No, I mean, I think that's key as I was, you know, I was able to download it as I was saying early and starting to read it. Uh, it definitely captures me as being real relevant and applicable. You know, a lot of, a lot of times, particularly these days, you know, someone will just, you, you'll get a book, you know, next week. And then two weeks later, some the same person is writing another book and it, you can't just really, you, you don't really understand. Okay. This is cool. I'm, I'm glad you're writing this book, but how can, is it real? Does it relate? Can I relate to it? Uh, is it applicable? You know, how can I apply it to my life? And so I definitely see these things within the book as I was reading. And, and Victor, you may be able to, to help me. I don't know if you guys have gotten any feedback. I know it's, it's kind of brand new and is out. Is anyone saying those things or or have you heard anything uh, as relates to how they can apply it? Raheed, I can let you know my mama has been reading the book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there my mother go. is 77 years old, but she's actually reading it. And she's like, She's like, baby, you know, this, this, <laughs> baby, this really sounding good. This, this really hits home. So at the right. reality is that, um, Rahid, I think everybody, not just this millennial generation, but everybody's looking for hope. Um, now, I'm getting a little political, but even surviving Donald Trump, come on, somebody. Uh, yep. We need some hope. And so I, I, I believe that any, I think people are reaching for a applicable source. And just like Lorenzo was saying, that sometimes people look for the, the source and the look for source of hope, but in the wrong, wrong places. Yeah. So we, we, we have to have tools. I wish I had the, I wish I had tools growing up. The tools that they have now, I wish I had those same tools when I was growing up. Um, there'll be different outcomes in life. Because again, if you hit people right where they need, if you hit the medicine, you get the vaccination right at the beginning of the pandemic, I believe it, it, it helps to be able to um, cushion what could be the outcome. So, um, yeah, this I, I believe God is this is our thing or day and day by God. Most definitely. No, hey, that's great. Well, I got to have to go back over to my Ramily here. Nothing like <laughs> a fellow Ram being right. on being on here. But uh, how did you guys get together? You know, it's, it's often uh, you don't often see three gentlemen just, hey, that you know, having conversation and decide, hey, we should write this book or this is what's going on in the world. How, you know, how can we do it? How, how did you guys want to get together? How were you able to come together in a way that you're able to kind of sit down and put your thoughts together um, in, a, in a plan that um, is as awesome as hoping him and, and one as a devotional, you know, a book, you know, you could take a piece, I can take this piece, but this is a devotional, so it has to flow from day one to day 31. So how were you, uh, how were the three of you guys able to kind of come together and make that happen? Actually, so so Lorenzo and I had, you know, we attended the same ministry. And like I said, Lorenzo has, um, um, has helped me, has assisted me in, in leading our, our young, our youth and young adult department. Uh, he was actually one of the Sunday school teachers. Um, and we actually developed a, a, a close relationship. And so uh, Lorenzo actually was the one that brought the idea to, to me. Okay, and, he did. And so we kind of started it. And as we got into it, we was like, well, we need to add someone. And I, you know, I didn't know anyone, but Lorenzo was like, I got the perfect person. <laughs> so next thing I know, we were, we were uh, you know, he was setting up a Zoom call and, 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 and Victor popped on. It's like, you know, it's just, just from day one, it just clicked. And it, it's just, you know, like uh, Victor was saying, it's God ordained. It's, the, it's a divine connection. And um, how, you know, there wasn't any bickering. There wasn't any, any fussing or fighting about, you know, the whole thing. Everything literally came together. It was such a smooth process. It was, um, you know, the next thing we knew, honestly, we, we wrote it. We wrote the manuscript and uh, gave it to Lorenzo. And Lorenzo was like, I'm going to start shopping it around. Next thing I know, Lorenzo's coming. We have a publisher. <laughs> and I don't know, because we haven't even discussed it. So I'm not even sure. I'm not sure what Victor was thinking. But I know I was thinking, like when he told us the name of the publisher, I was like, well, like, this is legit. Like, this is not right. janky, you know, ratchet. Right. Um, I was like, this is legit. But if you know Lorenzo, you know it's not, it, it won't be any other way. Right. Um, and so it's, it's legit. Um, but it's just crazy how, like, the doors, again, the confirmation, the doors that, that God has opened and the process has, has been so smooth. Oftentimes when it's a God thing and you it, you don't have to force it, God God will just, or he will literally order your steps and, and things Absolutely. that flow. And, and again, um, Lorenzo texted us back in January, January 28th, I think, or January 29th. He and I was taking a nap, man. I was taking a nap. <laughs> and it the lady funny. just called and she was like, you know, congratulations. And I'm like, thank you. Um, she's like, um, 
yeah, if you Google, you know, try to go on Amazon and put your book in, then I woke up, I was like, wait, 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 book? She's like, yeah, it's it's out, you know? And I was just like, wait, but I thought it was gonna be a couple more weeks. She's like, oh no, you guys got everything in? I couldn't believe it. So I had to, you know, go and find it. And then I sent it to those guys. But the part that Ralph is not telling you though, every Sunday, like Ralph would do these nice sermons and these text messages, you know, to the, to the young adults. Even with Victor, me corresponding with Victor, man, Victor is like the text king. He'll send you 30, <laughs> five page, you know, text messages. And so when this book, you know, came about to me, I was like, man, I can't do this by myself. You know, let me piggyback on, you know, some other people. They already, they already have things written down already in text. And I know, you know, Ralph was like, yeah, you know, I, I've been meaning to do this. I said, man, just take what you got. You know, both of these guys, you know, you have a gift. So they blessed me with them. So let's bless the world with them. And, and we kind of just put those things together. And the only motive that we had was to really send the good news out to people. Awesome. So we really didn't have any type of, you know, alternative or, or ulterior motive of, you know, doing anything else, but really spreading the love of Christ. So I, I know that's why it works. Man, that's, that's amazing. I mean, it's nothing like spreading the gospel. And when, when you, when you're pushing it that way, it, it can't fail. It can only, it can only, uh, uh, continue to propel. That's, that's pretty awesome. And I'm thinking about, I know Lorenzo, you being a, um, a principal there, how with, with, with COVID, you know, I'm hearing a lot about the mental health and some other issues, particularly with our, uh, with teens and, and with students and then, you know, dealing with families, you have to do a lot with families because right. you have, um, you know, some unique situations where some things were probably masked when you were able to be out and people were, didn't have to be home together. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, everybody has to be together. So family dynamics change. Uh, have you seen um, how some of those things have happened, particularly in the school or in some areas where you think something like this could Something like, uh, you know, hoping him could, uh, you know, help uh, individuals. Oh, absolutely. Every day, every day I see it, man. You know, people are, are losing hope. Now we're, you know, having these options to to go back to school. And there are a lot of people who are still frantic about it. Um, mm -hmm. We know that eventually, you know, the system is going to open back up and you've got to come to school. But, you know, people are really still paranoid. Um, and so you, you see the kids and, and the kids want to be normal. Um, but, you know, a lot of adults want them to be normalized. However, you know, there's that level there that you got that fear factor. So, you know, looking at hoping him, man, just, just looking at these different lessons um, that these kids are going through. And, and all these lessons are basically, you know, basically what they're going through. And so, and so when you look at it, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, we have to, you know, be upon it, you know, as far as the word of God is concerned. And we have to make sure that, you know, what we're giving people and what we're talking about to people um, is really relevant. And when you look at the Bible, you know, the Bible never fails. So my conversation may fail. If I'm talking to a student and trying to comfort them, my conversation may fail. However, if I give them the word of God and give it to them, you know, in the correct context, you know, that word of God is going to, to blossom and bloom within their spirit, within their soul. So that's something that they can go always go back to. Because I could be incorrect in my speaking. However, the word of God is is infallible and it's, it's always going to be correct. Absolutely. No, no, man. Hey, I, I'm waiting for a collection plate. I, I'm already ready. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good word right there, man. A great word for sure. But um, and I was thinking, so this is to each one of you and whoever wants to jump in. Do you have a... Uh, a specific day that uh, speaks to you or that kind of just jumps out at you out of the 31 days? Go ahead, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yes. Um, actually, day, day number six uh, speaks by me. Or he, if it's okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. Yeah, um, please. Let me see here. I think it's day four and six. It says, operate in silence. <clears throat> and it's scripture reference come from Genesis 27. The story so day, of a three, day three. I'm sorry, day three, I apologize. Okay. The story of a shepherd um, boy named Joseph. And here's the lesson, this is a quick read, actually two paragraphs. In the above scripture, it says the story of a boy named Joseph. It says, in the above scripture, we find that Joseph was favored by God and he had big dreams. He told those dreams to people who were closest to him, such as his friends and his own brothers. 
Due to those around him being jealous of his dream, he was sold into slavery by his older brothers, simply because they were jealous and envious of what God has placed inside of Joseph. And that was a vision of greatness. When you share your vision and dreams with people who have no concrete vision or dreams, you become the victim. These dream, the, they are, they are dream killers in this world who have an evil assignment by the enemy to destroy your life. Oftentimes, they become closer to us than we think. They appear, they appear to befriend us and have our backs, but they blind us and ultimately leave us lonely and hopeless. They create manipulating situations and put us in predicaments that might cause us mental, mentally to wrestle with our decisions and the scope of our lives. As the United Negro College Fund puts it, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And if the enemy can steal your mind, your thoughts, your peace, then you are no good to anyone, not even yourself. So that's just one of the examples wow. of this lesson. How many oftentimes do, you know, our young people, they post everything online, yep. you know, everything is social all media, is everything is superficial, there's no depth to it. And to actually have a lesson, say, listen, pump your brakes, boop, boop, stop. And literally mm -hmm. look at your life and look at the people around you and, and how God puts something inside of you, but everybody's not privileged. So protecting yourself, setting good boundaries, being able to make sure that, that, that you be able to deal with yourself in relationship to your future and not necessarily from your past or your present, that there's more to you than meets the eye. So those are the type of lessons that, that God has given us to, to give to people. And if they apply them, man, it'll produce fruits of righteousness in their life. And I, and I think one of the one of the uh, key things also with that is not only is the lesson good, but we also have something at the end of the lesson called destiny work. So okay. destiny work basically walks you through some steps on how to apply the lesson. So a lot of times, you know, we we may hear a good sermon in church. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, it was good. Monday. We've forgotten all about that um, because unfortunately there was no, you know, this week. Here's what I want you to do to apply the word of mm -hmm. God. I want you to write down you know five things that you're going to do and and think about so the destiny work that we give um it provides you know everyone with the opportunity to practice what you just read and you don't even do it for that week but every day is isolated so therefore if i'm operating in silence and i'm reading it this morning then i'm going to do things um, today to talk about my vision to write down my vision um to look at those people around me you know to who, who i can trust um because mm -hmm everybody around you, you know, they have ears and they have mouths, but everybody around you is, is not going to lead you in the right direction. And so that's one of the key things here about our devotional. It really provides you with some destiny work. You know, we want to not just focus on the here and now. You want to think about your destiny. Like, why, why are we here? Why are we put here on earth? We're not just put here just to live, breathe, and die. We, we're here to glorify God. Well, how are we going to do that? Well, day three tells us we need to operate in silence. And then we show you how to do that. The next day tells you something totally different. So you, you, have, a, you have a greater connection to your destiny. Gotcha. No, no. Uh, Ralph, any thoughts on that? I think, it, I think it's important. I think what, um, what both of the, the guys have said is just about, uh, one, understanding what your purpose is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, oftentimes we, we oftentimes we just think that we're we're, we're here for a career or we're here yep. to make make money or to get married and those right. things understanding that literally uh jeremiah 29 11 is one of my favorite scriptures uh, uh i know the thoughts or uh i know the plans that i have for you says the lord they are plans of good and not of, of evil to give you a future and a hope like like there is a specific purpose that god has for you and like victor said um at times, God will give you a glimpse. He won't show you the entire picture. He'll give you a glimpse mm -hmm. of what you may be called to or, or even what your gift is, but you it, you can't go share that with everybody, everybody because everybody, do, does, everybody don't mean you good. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and we also got to understand that just as you are beginning to, to catch a glimpse of your, your purpose or the call uh, that's on your life with how God wants to use you. Also, the enemy sees that same thing. He might mm -hmm. not know the entire picture, but he know how God is moving in your life. And so he will specifically uh, align people to you to try to crush your, your vision, your, or deter, deter your, your destiny. And so you have to, you have to be very cognizant of that, have some sort of sense of discernment to understand 
you know, what group of people uh, that you can't that you can't be around. Right. Because mm -hmm. some people are going to deter, de de uh, detour you off track. Um, everybody can't go where God is taking you. And that's OK. It may be family yep. members. It may be close friends. Everybody can't go where you are going. But but if you are able to operate in silence, trust God in your process, because this is a this is yep. a journey. This is not a state. Right. Right. This is a journey that, that you're on this journey of life. Um, but if you can trust your process, man, the doors that will open for you, I am a living witness of that. The doors that, that God will open for you will be unexplainable. Literally, you cannot you cannot explain it other than the sheer grace of God. Yes. Um, but we have to we have to operate in silence and, and, and trust God. Uh, that that is, that is paramount um, to this. Find good mentors. Find mm -hmm. find find mentors that will help you along the journey. Find mentors, people that have that that have uh, have either been the the places that you that you are trying to go, so that you don't have to bump your head on on some of those walls or some of those obstacles. Um, but find people to align with, but also utilize tools such as our book, Hope in Him, the Bible, the Word of God, understanding, get getting getting rooted and grounded in a a Bible teaching ministry, right? That that you can somebody that can that will that will that, that's willing to to take the time to disciple you. You understand what discipleship mm -hmm. is, right? Uh, that that's a lost art in, in our true. culture today, right? People, somebody you need to connect with people that's going to take the time to walk life out with you. That means when you slip up and you fail as a young adult. As, as you get married, you need somebody that's with you that, that when you slip up and fall, they're going to be right there to pick you up and to encourage you to dust your shoulders off and keep walking it out with you. Um, you need people like that. We literally, we need one another in order for all of us to maximize and optimize the gifting that God has deposited in each one of us. Yeah, no, no, great, great word for sure there. And, and I was thinking, you know, with all this going on, um, uh, I, I, you, each of you somehow interact with what we would call institutions within our society that should bring out the good in all of us or should do something positive or should should help encourage how how can we and Ralph you kind of talked a little bit about it but how can the church help continue to push this message forward of, of hope in him and how can the schools and, and Victor also with the church and then Lorenzo, I'm thinking, how can the schools help? Cause you know, sometimes we see those two kind of battle, uh, uh, you know, you, yeah, church and school. Cause you always, you know, no prayer in school, blah, 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 whatever, however they want to spin it, twist it, whatever. But um, you know, how can those two entities partner or work together to kind of push kind of the mission forward or kind of what you guys have already established in hope in him or can it, or is it one of those things that has to be separate and you have to navigate through each one, particularly in, particularly in our community. I'm sorry, particularly in the African-American community, because we, those two entities impact, uh, you know, our children and in ways that, um, you know, it may not in, in other uh, with other groups, but those two entities itself impact, uh, you know, our children in, in ways that are monumental. I think, it, I think it goes back to something you said, you know, that partnership. There's mm -hmm. got to be collaboration. You know, I think oftentimes when, when, uh, when, when that whole idea of, uh, of, of separating church and state, mm -hmm. um, I mean, like we, like, it's almost as if we, we could not uh, um, fellowship or, or partner um, but mm -hmm. we as the church have to partner, not just with the schools, but with other community organizations to, uh, to serve the needs of, uh, of our people. And that need, may, that need in every community may be different. The need mm -hmm. in every household may be different. But as the church being the center, right, as, if, if the church is doing what it's supposed to do and, and branching out and touching these various um, uh, organizations, but being a resource, then we can we can certainly whether it is whether it is um, providing uh, 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 school bags with uh, with school supplies at the beginning of school because there's kids that that will never have the opportunity to be fully equipped to be successful 
in school. So if the church can partner with a school, which we did that um, in the past of, of being able to provide uh, 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 school bags, um, we've also partnered before with um, providing, um, was it uh, dinners for, mm -hmm. for those kids that, that um, uh, those kids that, that families, that, you know, cannot provide that type of support. Um, being, able to, being able to meet those needs, we as the church, we have to do those things because, you know, sometimes we sit back and we expect everybody to come to us, but that's mm -hmm. not how the world operates today. We have right. to go out just like Christ did. Christ didn't wait on everybody to come to him. If you look at the example of Christ, it necessarily was not his preaching that drew. It that's was true. getting out, meeting needs and, and, and performing miraculously. That's, that's how his ministry spread because he was out there being, being able to be uh, felt and touched by the people, but seeing their needs and then meeting them, that's how he shared love. And that's how we, that's how we do. We can't be on the, they necessarily be on the corner um, preaching the word of God. That's important, but you are more apt to draw people when you are meeting their physical need. That's how we yeah. share the love of Christ with people. Yeah, I know I agree. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. And and once they do that, um, I, I, I'm with you. And Lorenzo, what's any thoughts on that from a school standpoint? Well, or? I was going to say, you know, as both church and school, um, mm -hmm. Christ came to make us whole, W-H-O-L-E. Um, mm -hmm. However, most of us are walking around here H-O-L-E. We got holes in us, you know, right. we're not complete. And so when we look at um, education, we look at the whole child. You know, we're not just worried about the child's behavior. We're worried about the child's, you know, his upbringing, the resources in the community. So you look at the whole child. To me, the church should partner with schools and other organizations to make sure that we are dealing with the whole person. You know, we have a lot of people who are in church and we go through the motions, but we're hurting. You know, so we're not dealing with the whole person. We're only dealing with a certain aspect, you know, a financial aspect, you know. If you pay your tithes and offering, you know, God's going to bless you, you're going to get rich. But, you know, but then again, I'm going out here and I can't pay my bills. So th yeah. there's something that I'm missing and I'm missing the financial piece on how to be a good steward. And so so we're missing those pieces and we need to patch those holes so that the person can be whole and enjoy life. When you talk about students, I mean, a lot of them are coming to school because they have <clears throat> domestic issues going on at home. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, this this COVID situation allowed a lot of students to stay home and they were trapped at home with those people who were molesting them. And so yeah. school was their escape, you know, so they would come to school every day to get away from the perpetrator. And now they're, you know, locked in the house with yep. the perpetrator. So you have a lot of those things that are going on that people really don't think about, but education is very, very important um, to students. And it's very, very important to us as human beings and churches, you know, you got to partner with schools because Churches need to help fill in some of those gaps that schools are doing. You know, let us help teach you math. Let us help teach you reading. Um, even if we're just doing it based on the Bible, you know, you still need to patch in and fill in those holes. Be a support system. A lot of people are retired, you know, in church. Mm -hmm. Go out to the schools, be a mentor. You know, just, just say, hey, I'm here to be a lunch buddy. You know, I don't care if you're in ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade. Everybody wants somebody to talk to. And so yep. the more people they see that may not reflect their household, um, you're really reflecting the love of God. And it goes back to what uh, Ralph was saying, you know, Jesus just didn't sit in the temple 24 seven. No, nah, he went in the temple to say what he had to say. And he said, I'm out. And then he, he went with his boys. He went, you know, healing people, yep. you know, he went, you know, talking to people. I mean, in, in, in he even sat with the people who weren't like him, right. mm -hmm. you know, and then you have these group of people, you know, Pharisees saying, Hey, what you doing? What, what, why are you sitting with them? They're, they're, they're like common folk. And Jesus is basically saying, I didn't come for y'all. You know, y'all righteous already. I ain't come for y'all. I came for these. You know, these people, they got a need. You know, they got some holes that need patching and they want to listen to me because they don't know it all like you guys, you know? Mm -hmm. So those are the things that we need to really get back to. The footwork, you know, the footwork. We, we, we've had our years inside of church now. COVID has put us down to say, you know what? Go home, sit down, read your Bible. Make sure yep. you know who the Jesus is because when you open back up, it's going to be different. And I think it should be different now. We should be out, you know, talking to people every opportunity. We should say, wake up every morning and say, you know, God, give me, give me an intentional opportunity to minister your word. And I, I was hearing a, a great pastor say, you know, back in the day when people would say, 
pray for me. The, the saints will go in and they will pray for you. Now you say, pray for me. And we say, okay, well, yeah, I'm gonna pray for you. And sometimes we forget, but mm -hmm. those are intentional opportunities. If you got time right there, just say, hey, you got two minutes. Let me pray for you now. It'll, it'll shock people because they really don't, it's, it's been a formality now, you know, pray yep. for me, you know, and those type of things. So I, I really think that we need to get back to the whole child. And I think the church has a lot to do with that as well as our educational system. And we need to patch up, patch up people. You know, we need to plug those holes in people so that they become, you know, fully whole individuals. No, great, great work. Go ahead, Victor. Yeah, I'm, I'm itching here. Um, one thing I truly believe, uh, Raheed, is that the church as well as the school system has to rebuild credibility with the community especially mm -hmm. in the black community. Yep. Um, I'm gonna say this um, with authority, the church has failed the community in so many ways. And I believe that the pandemic has given us an opportunity to revisit what we've done wrong in order to get it right. And I, and I believe that's what's missing in our community is, is a strong church, is a strong church that literally, just like uh, what Ralph was saying, that actually doing the work of Christ, um, a school system, that's, that doesn't see itself as being segregated from the church, but see the church as a partnership, as a source to assist in making children whole. So I believe that the, there's a relationship, uh, an opportunity for us to rebuild relationships, critical relationships between the church as well as the school system in order to focus on what's most important, and it is our children. Um, I, I look back at when I was growing up and how I, was, how I always went to church and how I went to school, you had a pastor who you looked up to, the pastors who you looked to, and you looked, you looked up at your teachers. Mm -hmm. I can't say that we do that now. I can't say that people really look at uh, um, our pastors as well as our, our teachers as heroes. And, and, and one thing I love about uh, Hope and Him is that you don't have to be perfect in order to get it right. You don't have to have a, uh, you don't have to have a degree. You don't have to, you don't have, to uh, have a ride, but you can be just where you are and make an effective stand about rebuilding that credibility between the church and, and the school system. And I believe Raph has hit the nail on the head. It's about doing the work. It's about doing the work. Um, I, I love the well, churches like the well. You know, Pastor Ralph ain't just talking the game, he actually doing the work. Right. You know, he's literally in the trenches, rolling up his sleeves, you know, and really getting down to where people live at. And I believe it's gonna take a radical transformation of how we're thinking. One thing this pandemic has done, uh, Raheed, it has given us a chance to, to see how adaptable we are. And I believe yep. the church, as well as the school system, is going to have to continue to build on adaptability. And again, you're going to need have to have tools to do that. And the only way we have tools, you have to look for them. You have to have people who are skilled in it. I believe Ralph got skilled on the healthcare scene. Rennie is, I mean, Lorenzo, see, I call him Rennie. Y'all call him Lorenzo. <laughs> I call him Rennie. Rennie. Lorenzo is, is, is astute. He's a student. He's, a, he's a amazing with administration. It's going to take a community partnership. It's going to yep. take not only the ones who, you know, who, who've arrived, but the ones who are still struggling. Because all of those models, those children, people are looking for models. I see myself, but I can't see myself operating in success. And I believe the church is supposed to give us that model. How are we supposed to live this life? conquering every day in Christ. And when we get back to that, that whole mindset and we get become adaptable, we're gonna be an amazing force and it's gonna change a generation. No, absolutely. No, great, great, great word. We could, we could end right there, but we'll, we'll have a few more things we'll, we'll do, but that's awesome, awesome, awesome thoughts and awesome uh, insight. Um, you know, a lot of times we don't, we don't get that or we kind of, and I, first of all, let me back up, back up, Victor, I appreciate you being honest about it. Cause a lot of times we don't have that honest conversation about the church and, and, and the educational system. Um, you know, we want to skirt around it cause we don't want to hurt someone's feelings. So, you know, we don't want them to, to think we're, we're talking bad about them. It's not about that. It's about, you know, if better is possible. Good is no longer an option. How can we become better? Um, and, um, you know, so I think that's definitely, uh, important. And before we leave though, here on Tee It Up Talk, man, we have a, a kind of a rapid fire session. It's just Tee It Up. Uh, whatever you guys want to talk about, we'll, we'll start with Lorenzo, whatever's uh -huh. on your heart, your mind, your soul, anything. If it's something about what's going on today, if it's something about some things that you guys are looking to do in the future, whatever it is, just Tee It Up. Tell us what it is, man. Uh -huh. and, how, and how we can help. How can we continue to help move that forward? Well, you know, I have a passion for young people, and I really believe that our young people are in trouble. Our young people are hurting. They don't know where to find solutions. They don't know where to find help. And they're turning to mainstream media. 
And although mainstream media is, is a good marketing tool, it's a good connection tool, um, they don't have all the answers. And mm -hmm. what's on display is people's lives and what they think is important. And we have kids who are following after these people. And I know we have our um, the, the television shows where you know, you have celebrities and all this. And, and so they're, they're pantomiming themselves and mimicking other people's lives. And mm -hmm. there's, their lives are being left empty. And so they're filling someone else's shoes and wanting to be like someone else, but nobody's filling your shoes because no one actually can fill your shoes. And there's an identity issue. And um, I really feel, especially in the black community, we have we an identity crisis. I was talking to one man, uh, one young man today, looking at his shoes, almost 300 pair of shoes. I mean, $300 um, sneakers. And I said, you know, so why are you walking on your money like that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't know. Come on somebody. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, you know, I ain't gonna say the name of them, but you know, these, these shoes right here, um, uh, what do you say, dripping? Dripping. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's a term. That you know, that's a whole other category, this language. But I said, so I said, well, I choose not to walk on my money. You know, and I said, he said, oh, I ain't never thought of it like that. But it's like they're, they're just throwing money away. Nothing up here, really. Nothing logical. But they're, they're just mimicking everything that they see, trying to be a part of something. They're lost. They want to be a part of something so bad. And they want to be a part of what's happening. And, and I know that we had, you know, fads that we jumped on when we were coming through. But for the most part, I think we, we had enough family many yeah. of us to kind of feel like we belong to something, whether it was a church family or our original family. Now these kids don't have that. And so we got to have some mentors, man. We got to get out there. We got to meet these kids, you know, where they are. And, and we got to get in the homes and whether it's talking to the fathers, talking to the mother, we got to get in the homes because there's an identity crisis going on. Nobody knows who they want to be today. Tomorrow they want to be somebody different. So, that's the thing that we really, really need help with in our community. I no, 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 I'm with you. I, I'll tell you, I remember um, my cousin gave a message, um, you know, one day he said, everybody's coming out of the closet, but Christians, we Come stay in. Come on, somebody, preach, man. So, you know, I, I agree with you. It's, um, it's a, there's an identity crisis out there for sure. Um, so, no, that's a great one. Victor, what you got for me? Your faith <laughs> does not negate you from activism black lives matter black lives truly matter and not only does black lives matter your life matters and so uh our cr youth are actually uh uh get with the pat it gets with the uh, they're getting with the fashion of voting no you vote all the time just don't vote when it's an election you're because the president right. the presidential vote every election um your voice matters and 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 that's one of the things i believe in our generation we have to continue to empower black voices. Um, that's the only way that we're going to make a difference in our, our local communities. Our churches, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, to activate. Don't be afraid to educate, to inspire your youth. Don't be afraid to, to get involved in some, some thorny issues. Um, you know, while everybody's being entertained by Gorilla Glue, you know, Gorilla Girl, girl with her hair, you got people in Congress making some very valid decisions that's going to affect your everyday life. So continue to be in, civically involved. Um, church does not does not take you away from you being civically engaged. I'm an activist. I just believe that community matters, that whatever we try to push away or, or ignore, it becomes our dinner the next day. So I truly believe that we have to continue to give our young people tools. Of course, like hope in him. We also have to give them the word of God. We also have to give them a precedent. We have to be the example, uh, the last, you know, the great generation. You know, you had people who actually did stuff in that generation. They won wars. Well, the war we fighting may not be with bullets, but the war that we're fighting against uh, ideology, racism is still prevalent. You know, so we have to be able to educate, train, to build up, to encourage, to inspire our children to hold on to what it means to be relevant in 2021. And I believe if we continue to invest in our youth, we'll be able to change, turn the tide of what we see as what I call a resurgent of white supremacy. And I know, I know I'm not the most popular, but I'm going to tell you, we have to be able to stand up against that devil, which is trying to come back and to, uh, to undermine uh, progress of a country. It's not just about one race. It's about the progress of democracy throughout the world. I believe God has given us a gift. 
we have to be able to build on it, but we also have to be strategic enough to be able to continue to strengthen it and to inspire it. And that's what I have to say. Awesome, awesome, man. Ralph, I don't know how you're gonna follow that, man, but I know you got something for me. I know you have something for me. Go right ahead. These are so deep, so deep. Um, it's, it's been a pleasure working with them on this, on this, on our project, Hoping Him. Um, as far as what we're excited about right now, um, literally two weeks ago, we launched our new ministry, uh, the Well House of Worship. Yeah. Um, Bless you, man of God. Yeah, yeah. Something that we are, are so excited about. It, it was not a... Um, it was not something that that uh, we just jumped into. I had felt the call of, uh, or the, the, really the tug of God, um, really several years ago. But again, like I told, like I talked about before, it's a, everything's a process. So literally going through a process of development and growth, um, in in training through you know pastoring young people and young adults specifically, um, ha, has helped to 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 shape and mold me. I feel like God has literally put His hands on me to prepare me for this next phase. Um, um, and so we're excited about that um, and what God is, is doing. We literally are starting from ground zero. Um, so again, this was not something that you just leap, <laughs> leap it. <laughs> literally we have been, and Lorenzo, Lorenzo I've talked about this for, for about a year now, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, really in preparation for, for this. And, and we feel like God has really lead, let, you know, led us in this direction. Um, this will be a place where you know, folks can come in. And I do believe based on just, you know, the series that we're in right now, I'm still love and talking about the, the grace and the favor and the love of God um, to those of us who are imperfect. Those mm -hmm. of us who have made mistakes, those of us who grew up in the church was saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. The whole time. <laughs> and then we went to college. We went to Winston State, played, played <laughs> Mega Sci-Fi and all of that football and, and all of that. We lived life. We, <laughs> we had a little bit too much fun. But nevertheless, God still, his hand was still on us. His, his, his plan for us was still good. And oftentimes, a lot of people uh, right now are, are burdened with that 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 guilt that shame yep. of some, some some past mistakes right um and and so much so that they know that they need god they know that they need a a true authentic relationship with christ but because of the guilt and the shame they feel like they're unworthy they feel like they're mm -hmm. unqualified and oftentimes going back to the, some of the to what victor said some of the failures of the church is that we come in with tattoos you know come in looking any kind of way and all of that and the church will, will turn up their nose oftentimes at us. And so makes us feel, we already feel bad. Um, right. and, and, and to get those side eyes, we, we, it makes us feel even worse. So that when that God has worked on our hearts and we come in ready to receive, and now we've just been crumbled um, only to leave the same way that we came in. But the well house of worship would not be um, the same. It will, it, it will be a place literally where folks can come in, be the, their authentic selves, and being yeah. a, in, in a ministry that will disciple them, we, we will literally be family and love them um, and help them grow to whatever God desires them to be. Um, that's what uh, we have, you know, we have historically done in our in our youth and young adult ministry and have have um, have seen a lot of success and and will continue to do that on a much greater scale um, in in our ministry, the wheelhouse of worship. We're excited about it. Um, and just looking forward to what, what God is going to do and the people that God is going to send. It's, it's definitely, you know, very exciting times. Um, uh, but we are, we, we're, we're here to serve. At the end of the day, you know, we're talking, you know, we were just talking about, you know, community service. That's one, mm -hmm. you know, one of the first things that, that I've been talking about. And um, actually, we'll talk to our, our community uh, liaison. Um, we got to, as the, as, the, as the weather begins to break in April, um, we got to have some sort of initiative happening every month whether it's going out to Tent City and handing out, you know, lunch bags or whatever the case may be. Before we even speak a word, let's go out here and meet some needs. Let's go out here and, and show love before we talk about love. Like, let's, let's actually walk the talk. Let, let's live the example before for the people. And God's going to do the rest. Like, this, I mean, the, the, the ministry part is, is easy. It's actually being, it's, it's, a, it's about the intentionality behind the action. Yep. And as long as we do our part, man, I... I'm, I'm not I'm not concerned about a thing. God, this is a God thing. This is not Ralph's ministry at all. This is all God, and we're excited about what he's doing. No, that's awesome, man. We're excited for you, excited about it. now. How can how can we find you? Where can we find you? 
we are on Facebook and Instagram, so you can follow us there. Um, every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., we're, uh, we're, we're going live on Facebook and also on YouTube, so you can catch our, our messages there. Uh, the first Wednesday in, um, in March, we'll kick off our, our Bible studies. We're calling them Deeper. Um, okay. call them deeper. So essentially, the, the format will be, you know, I have a message, and typically I'm having, you know, a month-long series. So right now we're in um, I'm Still Loved. It's, it's, it's the I'm Still Loved series. Um, and so every Monday, we, we send out a, a devotional for the week, kind of going a little bit deeper into the message that was given on Sunday. Well, then on Wednesday will be our deeper Bible studies where, you know, on Sundays, it's to the general audience. Everybody comes mm-hmm. in and, 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 and listens. But on Wednesday night, so Bible study, if you've been in church long enough, only the, the folks that are serious yeah. <laughs> on Wednesday nights. And so that's going to be the opportunity. Yes, we'll continue to discuss what we, what we shared on Sunday but we'll go even deeper. So we may, you know, we may have talked about typically, you know, my, my message on Sunday is typically either one verse or two or three verses, but we'll go through verse by verse, understand more of the context, the background. Cause I feel like if people really understand uh, the scripture, then God can truly uh, begin to reveal himself and they can then make it applicable to their lives. And that's where transformation starts. And so um, we are excited about that again, uh, that will that will start the first Wednesday in in uh, in March, and uh, again we're excited about the Will House of Worship. Look us up on face Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, the awesome. W- the website is the well the well how the well h o w dot com. Come check us out. Got you the well how dot com. Right. So the well how dot com. Awesome. All right, Victor man, show that book again. Hope in him. Where right. is it at? Where is it at? Hope Everybody got a copy. If you don't have it, get your copy today. Hope in him. It's wherever you can find any book. Is there? I, I I pulled mine off of Amazon. Yeah. So it's it was definitely there. If you if, if you thank you uh, if you if you don't want a hard copy, grab it on Kindle. It's a it's a great read. Um, just excited to be on here with you, gentlemen. Uh, I will definitely have you back soon. I'm excited to. We're gonna close out actually Black History Month with this. Uh, set with this conversation so I'm excited to close out Black History Month um, uh, with this conversation well yep you know it you know it once again I appreciate it and I thank everyone for joining us today and you know tee it up it's all about being real relevant and applicable Uh, y'all have a great one God bless appreciate you